Losing spending power due to inflation is never a good thing. When you're on a fixed income, it can be devastating. On today's show, we're going to talk about several ways to handle inflation in retirement. Come on back. And now, Elevate Your Wealth with Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. Welcome in to Elevate Your Wealth, hosted by Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. 42 years combined experience in the retirement planning business. You can find them at Elevated Financial Management. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. A little bit more about Mark and Casey. They are certified financial fiduciaries. They have a wonderful resource website for you. Check out EFMNW.com. That's all letters, EFMNW.com. And, of course, they host their very own TV show by the same name, Elevate Your Wealth. Check them out on the local airwaves. All right, so let's get into this. The current rate of inflation in the U.S. is 8.2%, slightly lower than last month. But guess what, folks? It's a far cry from 1.3% back in August of 2020. We put together some strategies to help you kind of navigate the highest inflation in 40 years while in retirement. Before we get there, though, uh, Jerome Powell, chair of the Federal Reserve, the United States, announcing another Fed interest rate hike to help curb inflation. And he says, guess what? The curb not going to happen all that quickly. So I, I don't um, I don't know what the odds are. I think that that there's a very high likelihood that we'll have uh, a period of what I've mentioned is below trend growth, by which I mean much lower growth. And we're seeing that now. So the median forecast, I think, this year for uh, among my colleagues and, and me was 0.2% growth. So that's that's very slow growth. And and then below trend next year, I think the median was 1.2, also well below. So that's a slower, uh, that's, a, that's a very slow level of growth, and it could give rise to increases in unemployment. Fed Reserve, Jerome Powell, he's the chair, of course. And guys, I just, uh, you know, welcome you in and just your thoughts on those comments. Well, I think he's He's kind of finding a, a way to not encourage us right now. <laughs> the bottom line is, I think we're going to see uh, inflation continue to rise. Uh, we know that uh, another three-quarter point rate hike uh, just happened. And in fact, it uh, looks like there's going to be another one here shortly, possibly as early as next month. And so uh, they're worried about it. And we can see it in all of the ways that we have to spend money, right? We go to the gas station. I know up where we're at here, uh, gas is still $5 and over five fifty a gallon. Uh, go to the store, the same thing. Uh, so inflation is going to continue to be an issue with us uh, for a while. And that's definitely something I have a concern about. And I don't know. What about you, Casey? Yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, um, Jerome Powell has been very clear about his intentions. I mean, they're going to fight this as hard as they can. Um, which really gives us an indication of the fact of how serious it is, um, if we couldn't already tell based on our spending. But uh, in addition to that, we also have to be worried about the other side, too. So um, inflation has to be fought, but we also need to understand how that's going to affect the economy. And ultimately, for those listening, just like we talk about every week, how's it going to affect us? How's it going to affect our retirement? That's the big question, um, whether it be inflation or whether it be um, the other side of it where we're fighting inflation. How is that going to affect retirement? So we, we have to understand that. And we're going to talk about that today. 
Elevate Your Wealth right here on the radio. And we're going to give you an opportunity to get on the calendar at Elevated Financial Management, where you can find Mark Stimson, Casey Elkins, their entire staff. Get on that appointment calendar. No cost, no obligation, and simply no pressure. See where you are in your retirement planning process. If you haven't started planning, this is an excellent opportunity to kickstart it. If you are in the middle of something, this would be the time to get a second opinion. So let's get into this. Ways to handle inflation in retirement. We've already heard from the Fed chair, Jerome Powell. Now let's hear from Casey and Mark. So Casey, what about, you know, look at your spending patterns. Yeah, this is a really important one. Um, We've got to pay attention to what we're spending. I think all too often folks see that things are more expensive and they go, oh, my life is costing me so much more. But uh, we have to realize what our own basket of goods is. And we have to uh, really keep track of the things that we spend money on and find out how that's affecting us. It could be that inflation is not affecting us personally as much as it is others, or it could be the exact opposite. And uh, we see that sometimes too, uh, perhaps your own basket of goods and essentially how you live your life has been impacted by inflation more. And so uh, what you want to do is instead of just looking at the last two weeks, what you've spent, go through your bank, your credit card statements from the last three to six months, get a bigger picture Uh, make a list of the money that you've spent. And you'll be able to see if your expenses have trended upward during those months and uh, then evaluate what that increase has been over time. And so that's the first step to anything is understanding where you're at and why you're there. And then from there, you can start to make adjustments. Inflation numbers, records, 8.2%, highest in 40 years. What do you do? Ways to handle it, uh, handle this inflation in retirement. Uh, So Mark, what about just jumping in and deep dive on your budget? Yeah, this is something I think we all need to really take seriously and more importantly, be motivated to take a look at this like Casey just mentioned. You've got to take some time to really analyze both your fixed and your variable expenses. And you can't do that without going back. I I like at least six months uh, to do that. We know that fixed costs tend to be relatively consistent from month to month. And Well, when you say a fixed expense, Mark, what does that really mean? Well, think about maybe your rent uh, or your mortgage payment that you make, your utilities, your phone costs, your cable payments, your insurance expenses. Those are going to be a pretty good list of your uh, fixed uh, expenses each month. Then you need, then comes the variable costs. Uh, Those are ones that can change uh, and and some are going to happen each month. Others are not. And so what do those mean? Well, these are going to be costs like what you spend on groceries each month, eating out. Uh, What about entertainment that you're involved in, hobbies that you like? Maybe you like to play golf or fish or hunt. What about how much you spend on clothing? Those are going to be variable expenses. So when you analyze that, you're going to look at your budget. And if you're in the red, you've got to look at these variable expenses and see if there's anything that I can cut out or reduce, uh, perhaps. And if you have extra, you might want to think about paying off current debt that you're carrying, and then be willing to get uh, money put aside in an emergency fund. I like at least six months of fixed expenses put away over a six-month period of time. So if something happens, you're going to have the uh, liquidity to be able to, to meet your bills, even if something uh, dra- drastic might happen in your own situation. 
Ways to Handle Inflation in Retirement. Talking about it today on Elevate Your Wealth. Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins are your hosts. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. We get into these topics each and every week, and you're going to have questions about your own situation. Uh, There's going to be an opportunity to get on their calendar here in just a little bit. No cost, no obligation, and simply no pressure. See where you are in your retirement planning process. So again, you know, ways to handle inflation. We've talked about, you know, look at your spending patterns, do an in-depth deep dive on your budget and really analyze it. And if you've got Casey, if you've got some things that you're looking at uh, in retirement as far as major expenses, maybe, maybe you push back on that. Yeah, you know, if you were planning to uh, take an extended vacation, uh, but maybe you haven't paid for it yet, you could postpone that trip. Um, And that's definitely something valuable while we wait for things to settle out. Uh, The same is true for luxury type purchases, um, like a new boat, or maybe if you're going to remodel the house or the kitchen, something along those lines. Um, if it's hard to make it from month to month right now, uh, you might put those funds toward day-to-day living and kind of put off those funner major expenses that you'd been planning on. Uh, something else that we can do too is to draw on our cash. So uh, those that have uh, cash set aside in different accounts, um, it may be time to spend those funds rather than selling off stocks or uh, making extra withdrawals from retirement accounts. Um, you can use that cash to cover expenses, but pay attention to every expense. We want to be really fiscally responsible right now and really understand where our money's going like we've like we've already discussed um, stretching our dollars during an inflationary period could help us get through that uncertain time to make it out the other side where then we can uh, start to free up some more funds and do those fun things that we've been planning on yeah yeah don't panic don't don't sell the stocks maybe draw on that emergency fund I like it I like it so mark next next one I want to get to you and this might be the last one we have time for uh, this portion of the program but again going over ways to handle inflation in retirement and you can kind of combine these next two that I've got in front of me you know go over the logistics of possibly relocating slash downsizing yeah this is a conversation it seems like I've been having a lot over the last couple of months with clients because they're coming in, they realize how expensive it is to live in the Seattle metro area. And so they're definitely considering moving. So if you own your own home, maybe you've been fortunate enough to pay off your mortgage or you're close to paying it off, uh, you'll have equity in that property, right? So you may want to consider looking at areas where housing uh, prices uh, possibly are going down. Uh, But if in our area, they've gone up. So now's a great time to possibly sell your home and move to an area that has a much lower cost of living. I have a great friend that went from Seattle and he's now in Las Cruces, New Mexico. And he told me it cut his expenses in half. So that is a big deal. We know that uh, there's a lot of uh, good ways that you can research cities where you're going to be able to spend less money. Uh, Great places to possibly uh, change up what you've been doing, uh, you know, your whole life and maybe go to a different place and look for areas where it's set up for a senior living. There's a lot of those type of places in Florida. So just think about that because you've got to really consider the impact of downsizing. You know, for those who do want to remain in this area or in the same town, maybe a smaller home is going to make uh, sense and going to help you to reduce costs. We want to look for neighborhoods that cater to retirees or condo communities that are close to supermarkets. I have a person that does my hair and she loves the fact that all she can walk to all of her different places that she needs to be on a regular basis. Also, you could sell your current residence, some of the furniture that won't fit into a new place. That's going to give you extra income. 
and also use the proceeds to help cover current expenses. But again, I like the fact, try and set some aside so that you've got uh, an emergency fund uh, because if inflation continues to run rampant like it is, that's going to really help out. I you tell you, yeah, I was just going to say, man, having a plan, talking this out, kind of looking at the, the what if scenarios and plan for them. Guys, we have a limited number of positions on the calendar for the upcoming week in your office. I've got five in front of me right now. We're going to open those up. What's going to happen for these five callers? Well, I think you just hit the nail on the head, Morgan, having a plan. That's really it, right? And that's what this retirement readiness review is going to help you folks at home do. It's going to help you determine, do you have a plan? That's really the question. Uh, do you have something set up that's going to last for the rest of your retirement to make sure that you have the proper income that you need that is accounting for inflation over the years, that's accounting for what taxes are going to cost you? So we're going to dig into all of those things, make sure that you have something solid for the future and uh, help you navigate those unknown waters. We've got five spots. Call now, 866-668-3625. That's 866-668-3625. The goal of this show is to help you make a great decision when it comes to retirement. And folks, it starts with a conversation. 866-668-3625. Only five positions, and they will go fast. 866-668-3625. Call now. Again, no cost, no obligation, and simply no pressure. 866-668-3625. 3625. Coming up on Elevate Your Wealth, most will agree the taxes here in the U.S. are going to go up, not down. And with that in mind, we've put together some retirement income that's not taxable. We'll talk about it coming up next. in to elevate your wealth. Your hosts, Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. You can find them at Elevated Financial Management right here in the Seattle area. Folks, it's always about retirement on this program. Between Mark and Casey, 42 years combined experience in the retirement planning business. They are certified financial fiduciaries. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. We hit the topics. You're going to have questions about your own situation, and we're going to give an opportunity to get on the calendar at Elevated Financial Management. No cost, no obligation, no pressure. See where you are in your planning process. And that might be, hey, haven't started, been sitting on the couch, have my head in the sand. Hey, maybe I can do that. Yes, you can. You can grab one of those appointments. Or you're in the middle of something and you're not getting feedback. There's no communication. You're frustrated. Get a second opinion. All right. It's okay to do it. And one of the spots can be for you as well. So we've often discussed the importance of tax planning, guys, in retirement. And in this portion of the program, we're going to outline several kinds of retirement income, get this, that aren't taxable. Mark, we'll start with you. The Roth withdrawal. Love the word Roth. Yeah. In fact, uh, I'm glad we're talking about taxes because we're leading with taxes with almost every plan that comes to into our office right now. And so many people have uh, two of the three buckets. They're going to have uh, tax Deferred bucket, which is going to be their biggest bucket, usually their 401k, their IRAs. Uh, They're going to have a taxable account. That's going to be money that's in the bank, uh, CDs, things like that. But they don't have much in the tax-free bucket. I think we'd all agree tax-free is much better than tax-deferred. Well, that, of course, brings in the Roth concept. The Roth IRAs and 401ks and then certain types of life insurance. So we know the easiest way to avoid taxes on your retirement money is to use a Roth account. 
It's just that simple. Both IRA and 401k plans uh, can be structured as Roth accounts. You'll have to check your own plan to see if a Roth option is available. A lot of plans don't allow that. But if you, you do have the option between the two, be sure that you pick the Roth situation. Uh, I will say that most of the time, not always, but the, the biggest majority, you should use a Roth. Well, why is that? Because it, the, the bottom line is all of your growth is going to be yours tax-free. Uh, it grows and you don't pay tax uh, on the back end. Now, you don't get the tax deduction on the contribution, but you do get all of the growth. Uh, and that's important. So essentially with the Roth, you're paying your taxes up front at the time that you contribute rather than owing them on your distributions. While you can't contribute to a Roth, if you uh, don't have or you should exceed certain income levels. Right now, it's 144000 for a single person and 214000 for joint filers. But here's a very interesting thought. You can convert your traditional plan to a Roth at any time and you can uh, convert as much as you want so but that's an individual situation we need to look at all the facts before we would recommend one way or the other on the bottom line is you've really got to have a plan to figure out if a conversion makes sense Elevate your wealth, always about retirement. Right now, going over a number of things that you can do that are, well, they're not taxable when it comes to retirement. So Roth withdrawals we've talked about. And if you're fortunate for this next one, Casey, you get an inheritance. Guess what? Not taxable. Yeah, you know, an inheritance, um, we'll we'll just kind of preface our comments with this. It's not really a good idea to rely on an inheritance as your retirement plan. Uh, very rarely does an inheritance um, fund somebody's complete retirement, but it absolutely can be a huge benefit. Um, sometimes they come unexpectedly or we know that we're coming, but either way, that that, that can be exciting. Um, and so many, many people do get an inheritance at some point in their lives. Um, and again, it can be a good supplement to retirement savings. But financially speaking, when it comes to the tax aspect, um, commonly we do get them tax-free. There are some uh, variations there kind of depending on where that money is coming from. And so we won't get into all of those individual details, but um, there is a lot of times that those inheritances do come tax-free. But we want to understand all the parts and pieces to it to make sure that we're handling those things properly um, and and avoiding any issues that could arise. Um, There might be a state tax, um, which is applicable in Washington. And so, again, uh, there's some nuances to it, but uh, definitely something exciting and something that, that, that can be tax-free. Retirement income, not taxable. Talking about it today here on Elevate Your Wealth. If you've got questions about your own retirement situation, we're going to give you an opportunity to get on the calendar with Mark Simpson, Casey Elkins, and their team at Elevated Financial Management. No cost, no obligation, and simply no pressure. See where you are in your planning process. And, again, we get it. Got a lot of questions. It is retirement. It's very, very important. It's your end game, and make sure you plan it well. All right, so that's coming up. We'll offer those up here in just a little bit. So retirement income, not taxable, Roth withdrawals, inheritance if you are fortunate enough to get one. But don't depend on it. But, I mean, if it is, it's a nice little bonus. And then this next one, a lot of people might not be aware of it, Mark, but muni bond income. Yeah, in fact, muni bonds are usually uh, most – most of the time taken up by individuals that are higher net worth individuals. Uh, And there's some reasons tax-wise that that's the case. But here's the key. Municipal bonds are going to be issued by states, cities, 
and various uh, municipalities, right? And they're going to be used to fund projects like schools, roads, and other things that are for the good of the community, right? We know that municipal bonds are granted uh, tax relief at the federal level, meaning investors don't have to pay federal tax on the interest earned from any municipal bond, except when it comes to taxation of your social security. Uh, that is not the case. Municipal bond income is considered a source of income uh, when we have to figure out your tax uh, liability when it comes to social security planning. So if you buy a bond issued in your state, you're typically gonna be granted that tax exemption from state taxes. Now, fortunately in Washington, we don't have to worry about a state income tax. This is going to make municipal bonds particularly valuable in high-tax states like California. They can be a huge benefit. They can also be a good source of retirement income as they are generally safe investments in addition to being tax-exempt, except when it comes to Social Security planning. Tell you folks, I mean, having a plan, just being aware of uh, the different puzzle pieces that can be in there that can really help you out. Retirement income that isn't taxable, Roth withdrawals, inheritances, muni bond income. We just went over that. And Casey, this next one, uh, if you withdraw from an HSA. Yeah, you know, this is uh, this is kind of the the holy grail. If we could if we could spend our HSA money on anything, this would be the best because we can contribute money, get a tax deduction, and then all our money comes out tax free on the backside, including the account growth. But here's the key: it has to be used for qualified healthcare expenses. So if we could get this plan for just general retirement, that would be everybody's favorite. But that's not how it works. We've got to use it for qualified healthcare expenses which is a pretty broad category. Um, and so those withdrawals will be tax exempt if we're taking money out of the HSA and spending it um, on qualified healthcare expenses. Otherwise, you're gonna have a steep 20% penalty on your withdrawals. Um, and so you, you, you've really gotta pay attention to that. If you're setting this money into an HSA account and you wanna get the full benefit, have the, uh, the tax benefit that we're talking about today, you've gotta use it in the right way. Now, once you reach age 65, you can withdraw HSA money for any reason without having a penalty, but you will face ordinary income tax. So uh, we, we really, we want to use this for qualified healthcare expenses. I can't stress that enough because that's really why it went there in the first place. And that's where we're going to get the most benefit. Um, but in retirement, we, we've got healthcare expenses. So if you're still working, you've got years ahead, no matter what your age is right now, contribute to those HSA accounts, build them up as much as you can. That's going to help you out. Elevate Your Wealth. Mark Stimson, Casey Elkins, your host. You can find them during the week. Elevated Financial Management. They're also on the TV. Same show name, Elevate Your Wealth. Make sure you check that out. And again, all of our shows in podcast form available for you. Just check out the website, efmnw.com. That's efmnw.com. Dot com. As we continue the discussion, retirement income that's not taxable, we've already talked about Roth withdrawals, inheritance, muni bond income, and HSA withdrawals. And Mark, the next one, Social Security payments, everybody's going to get them. Yeah, in fact, this is something we don't have enough time in this the rest of this segment to really do justice to this. But uh, we know that in some cases, not the majority of our clients, but in some cases, your Social Security income may not be taxable. But, uh, you know, if you're just living off of Social Security alone, well, then you're probably going to be in the zero bracket when it comes to social, uh, social Security planning. But now it's based on income. And that's what I want everybody to get from today's show. How is it going to be treated 
in 2022, this year and next. Well, it's a combined income. If you're an individual, it's 20, the 25,000 to 34,000, then you're gonna have to declare up to 50% of your benefit and pay tax uh, in whatever bracket that, that you're gonna fall into. If it's over 34,000, then you're gonna be faced with going and declaring up to 85% of your social security. That's not an 85% tax rate, but it is 85% of what your total social security benefit is. Joint filers, it's a little bit more. 50% bracket is 32 to 44,000. And if you earn more than 44,000, then you're gonna have to declare up to 85% of that. And how does the social security administration then define combined income? So it's gonna be your adjusted gross income, your AGI, plus any non-taxable interest Plus, we have to calculate 50% of your total Social Security benefits, and that's how we'll come up with the calculation that will determine your taxable Social Security rate. Last one we have time for today. And again, going over, uh, you know, retirement income that's just not taxable. We've talked about Roth. We've talked about inheritance. We've talked about muni bond income and HSA withdrawals and Social Security payments. The last one, Casey, life insurance proceeds. Yeah, we can hit this one pretty quick. Uh, it's it's similar to the inheritance. Waiting for a life insurance payout isn't the ideal strategy for funding a retirement. But here's the key. It really is tax-free. Um, it, it's entirely possible that you might receive life insurance at some point in the future, the proceeds from life insurance. Um, and that, that uh, very well could be a big boon for your plan. And again, something that you're going to get tax-free. So it could be hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, it could be even more than that. And it can have a really significant impact, um, especially considering the fact that we don't have to deal with taxes. Five positions on the calendar, elevated financial management. We're going to open them up right now. Casey, what's going to happen for these five callers? Well, we're offering our complimentary retirement readiness review. So those that take advantage are going to get a deep dive risk and fee analysis to determine what they're paying, the risk of the holdings inside of their accounts. How much are you down this year? Ask yourself that question and, and ask yourself, do you really need to be down that much or maybe with better management? Uh, could it be less? Then we'll look at the tax efficiency of your investments, determine if there's an opportunity to lower your taxes. How's inflation going to affect you? How's it going to affect your retirement dreams? That's really the big question. So don't hesitate to pick up the phone and give us a call. Five positions for that retirement readiness review. No cost, no obligation, and simply no pressure. Here's the number. Call it now. 866-668-3625. Again, the number 866-668-3625 to secure your retirement readiness review. Do you know if you're ready? Are you going to find out? 866-668-3625. Five spots. Call it now. Coming up next on the program, people strive to keep their current lifestyle in retirement. And on today's show, we're going to outline some steps to help make sure that happens for you. Welcome back into Elevate Your Wealth, hosted by Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. Elevated financial management, where you can find them right here in the Seattle market. 42 years combined experience in the retirement planning business. They are certified financial fiduciaries. They have a TV show by the same name, Elevate Your Wealth. Check it out. Also, the website, a great resource. All letters, EFMNW.com. That's EFMNW.com. 
Com. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. We hit the topics each and every week. You're going to have questions about your own situation. We're going to give you an opportunity to get on the calendar with Mark and Casey at Elevated Financial Management. No cost, no obligation, and simply no pressure. We only have five positions. We're going to open those up here in just a little bit. So many people, again, they, they want that current lifestyle, the one they have. They want it in retirement. So what do you do? We've got some steps to help sure, you know, help make sure that you kind of get there and you can achieve this. So the first one, Mark, determine, this is interesting because a lot of people don't think about this. When you're actually going to retire, set the date and build to it. Yeah, in fact, I think a lot of people had a, a set goal, a set time. A lot of times that might be 65, but COVID really changed so many things for True. everyone. Everybody's, you know, had to pivot a little bit. So, but if you do and are able to pick a retirement year, it's going to allow you to set a time horizon, right? And it, that is key in doing the type of planning that we talk about on our show each and every week. So the closer that you get to your retirement date, the less aggressive that you need to be when it comes to investing because sequence of return risk is going to raise its ugly head if we're not really careful in how you're invested. So if you don't reduce this exposure that you're going to have as you get closer and closer to your retirement date, you're going to risk possibly entering retirement in a bear market. And let's be honest about this right now. That's what's happening right now, right? People that are retiring right now are actually coming in at one of the worst times that we've seen in about 13, 14 years now, because the market is tanking along with them possibly having to draw down on the retirement funds. But you know, there's a flip side to this too. If you don't invest aggressively enough, especially if you're you know, a few years away from retirement or you're early in your planning stages, then you may not make enough money uh, that you need uh, when it comes to retirement. So there's a balance. And it, all our planning in our office truly is age-based planning. Think about that, folks. I mean, you, it, it is going to be individually uh, plan, you know, plan for the individual or the couple that is retiring and just make sure, you know, this isn't like a cookie cutter situation. I mean, you need to have a custom plan for you. Elevate your wealth. You're tuned to it. Mark Stimson, Casey Elkins, your host. You can find him at Elevated Financial Management right here in the Seattle market. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. And right now, you know, to retire successfully, it takes some careful planning, working with qualified advisors, fiduciaries. Uh, you can make, it makes a big, big difference to have that plan and be ready as you move into your golden years. And we're going over some steps to kind of get you started. So determine when you're actually going to retire. Set the date and build to it. Casey, assess your income sources in retirement. Make sure you know what you have. Yeah, we really can't stress how important this is. Um, retirement is all about income. So uh, ask yourself this question while we're going over this. Um, are you going to have a pension? Ask yourself that. Am I going to have a pension? When am I going to start Social Security? And how much money am I going to get each month? You need to know the answers to those questions. Uh, a few people have retirement income sources that will meet or exceed their working income, but the majority are going to have far less in retirement. So you've got to figure out how much less by auditing those income sources. You also need to ask yourself the income sources that I do have, um, pension, social security, my investment accounts, um, the income that I'm taking from them, is that going to adjust for inflation in retirement? How are taxes going to affect those income sources? And so we've got to understand what we need our income to be and then what our income is going to be 
and figure out what the difference is between those two numbers and then figure out how do we solve that. Um, you've got to work with an advisor to create multiple income streams. You've got to know where they're coming from and how reliable and dependable they are. And that that really kind of rolls us into our, our third point here, um, assessing expenses in retirement. Um, that's that's how we figure out how much we need to spend. Um, and so this, this really ties in so closely uh, with income. Uh, how much you spend during retirement really does matter. Um, the presence or absence of regular monthly payments like a mortgage or a car loan. So if you pay those things off before you retire, that's going to affect your income need in a positive way. That's going to mean that you have less. So we have to account for those potential adjustments in the future. Um, and those fewer expenses mean you can get away with fewer retirement assets because our income need is lower. But uh, it's situational. It's different for everybody. Sure. You, you might have a high income need in retirement, but if you have high retirement assets and it's set up properly, well, that's totally okay. There's no problem there. But if you've got a high income need and you've got low assets, no pension and just social security, we really got to be taking a second look at what's going on. So it, it is situational, but ask yourself those questions. What, what's my income sources? Uh, what do they look like? What are my expenses? How's that going to play out in the future? Yeah, I mean, yeah, put it out on the table. I mean, for Mark, you know, those fancy haircuts, and for you know, for Casey, it's <laughs> it's the mani pedis. I mean, you come on, I mean, you got you got to factor right. that in as you get closer to retirement because you want to you want to have that lifestyle. I can't, oh, I can't, I can't because so I well, care. Morgan. Oh, I know, yeah. I know, I know. I mean, I, I I heard Mark drop the hairdresser thing. I, yeah. I, I I heard that. I'm just I'm just add I'm just adding. I I I just think you know you got to really kind of paint the picture. Nice job. All right. So, you know, these steps kind of get you started when we're talking about just getting ready for retirement and, and ways that you can do it and make sure that you have the lifestyle that you want, the one that you're currently enjoying and you want to continue that into your golden years. And Mark, we've talked about inflation already, but you really, I mean, woo, 8.2, got to adjust for it. Yeah. In fact, right now, I think those of us, uh, are, I'm getting ready next uh, September to pull the trigger on my own Social Security because I will be full retirement age next September. Uh, I think those that are listening to the show that are on Social Security, uh, you have to be a little excited. Well, you're both excited and depressed at the same time. You're depressed because cost of everything has gone through the roof, but you are getting almost a 9% cost of living adjustment for 2023. So that's a big adjustment. In fact, the two adjustments we had this year was 5.9, uh, this coming year, almost 9 uh, and those are the two biggest increases that I've seen in my planning career, which is a, spans almost four decades now. So, uh, but it it matters, right? Because the higher the inflation, the more we pay for goods, and we know that the cost is going to continue to increase. So you've got to see, like Casey just mentioned, do you have a way to adjust for inflation from your different income sources? And a lot of pensions are what we call static; they're level. Uh, all my Boeing clients, they don't have an increasing pension. It's set when they retire. That can be a problem when inflation is doing what it's doing to us right now. And those numbers, they, they're going to compound right every year. So we have to have a plan and a way to deal with inflation when it's running as rampant as it is right now, because it may not uh, look like it now, but boy, in the future, the next year, two years, five or 10 years down the road, you can be in real trouble financially if you don't have a plan. 
I mean, to adjust for inflation. Yeah, it's so important, the P word plan. I mean, to have, you know, just an idea of what you, you know, what you want in retirement and you want that lifestyle that you're currently living, you want that to continue into your golden years. And we're going over things that you can do. So determine when you're actually going to retire, assess your income sources in retirement, make sure you know what's on the table there, your puzzle pieces, you know, assess the expenses you're going to have in retirement, mani petties, big haircuts, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> Adjust for inflation, as we just talked about. And then Casey, Determine asset allocation. Yeah, this is this is so important. Um, something that we see people commonly don't quite understand this concept. Uh, we see folks come in that are 100% invested in the market. Um, and in reality, if that's part of the plan, that's okay. But commonly we see that people are 100% invested in the market because that's what their 401k dictates for them. Um, and there really hasn't been given a second thought. And so um, how much risk we're taking in the market, how much money we devote to stocks, bonds, um, cash, those big three, um, we, we've really got to understand how that's going to affect us. If we're too much in the market, there could potentially be a lot of turbulence and be a lot of ups and downs in our portfolios, which many folks are experiencing right now for the first time in 10, 13 years, something along those lines. And so it's kind of a, a rude awakening. But if we're too much in cash, well, then inflation is going to kill us. So we, we really have to understand what our options are when it comes to asset allocation. And we'll add into that mix diversification as well. Uh, being in the market, uh, we've got to be strategic with how we're invested. We can't just go all in into the market and, and hope that things that work out. Uh, we've got to look at what sectors we're in. We've got to see how they're performing. And we can't trust that we just have this uh, beautiful pie chart that our advisor showed us and that that tells us that we're diversified. We've got to have more detail than that and understand how our investments move in an up market and in a down market um, so that we truly understand what risk we're exposed to. You like your lifestyle. You want it in retirement. What do you do? Well, you need to determine when you're going to retire, set the date, assess your income sources in retirement, assess those expenses in retirement, adjust for inflation, you know, determine asset allo allocation and also portfolio diversification, right? Very, very important. And the last one, after you have all of those, Mark, then you look at if you've got gaps, you got to make up for them. Yeah, we've got to find a way to, to close that gap, right? And so really, when you, you figure out your hard expenses, you're going to really fall into one of three categories. Number one, you've saved more than enough and you can splurge a little bit during your retirement. You've done an excellent job. That's the first group. The second group of people are going to be those that you've saved just enough, hopefully, uh, to make it through a long retirement. Uh, when we look at life expectancy, you factored in inflation. And third is the one that we run into the most. There's going to be some sort of a gap. So we've got to figure out a way to close that gap between your uh, pension source and your social security source or just your social security course, um, social security income, of course, and then what your true needs are. So no matter where you fall on the, on that scale, you've got to have a plan. You've got to track your expenses and then unexpected things are going to happen. So let's have a plan to be able to deal with those so that your retirement isn't just a fairy tale. We want it to last your normal life expectancy because things are going to come up and inflation is such a big issue today that we want to have a plan for that. We've got five positions on the calendar at Elevated Financial Management. No cost, no obligation, no pressure. Casey, what's going to happen for the next five callers? This is our retirement 
readiness review. And we're going to look at all these things that we just discussed. We talked about assessing your income. We're going to help you do that. We're going to help you figure out what those sources are. What's the right time for social security? Uh, Is your pension going to be adjusted for inflation? What other opportunities do you have to create another income source? We're also going to help you figure out a true budget. What are your expenses going to be in retirement? Um, We're going to calculate that inflation for you, show you how that's going to affect you into the future and make sure that you understand What about your asset allocation? That's a big one. We've got to understand the risk that we're taking, how we're allocated, not only in the market, but out of the market, um, and then ultimately help you figure out uh, a way to make up for any gaps that might exist in your income. So don't hesitate to pick up the phone. It's complimentary, no obligation. We're happy to help. Five spots. Here's the number, 866-668-3625. That's 866-668-3625. Retirement Readiness Review waiting for you right now. 866-668-3625. Call now, five spots. Coming up next, question and answer. We'll hear from Bellevue, Kent, Lake City, and Shoreline. your wealth. We're on the air in Seattle, hosted by Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. You can find them at Elevated Financial Management. 42 combined years experience between these two in the retirement planning business, helping hundreds of their clients get ready for their retirement. They are certified financial fiduciaries. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. We hit the topics each and every week. We also give you an opportunity to get on the calendar at Elevated Financial Management. No cost, no obligation, no pressure. See where you are in your retirement planning process. It's now time for question and answer. So let's get started, guys. Mark, you're first up. Bellevue, the location. Jerry Lynn is there. Here's the question. My ex-husband worked for a company that says when he dies, his retirement account would go to me, his wife. Now that we are divorced, the company says I would still get the retirement check every month after his death. He wants me to deposit this check into his daughter's checking account. Is there a problem or issue with this scenario? Well, Gerilyn, thank you for a very uh, good question. First off, I I think I'm going to need some more information, but I want to maybe answer this from the 10,000 foot view. Number one, the plan dictates everything. Even if you have a will or a trust, uh, how you set up your beneficiary designation on the plan is going to uh, be what the company is going to, uh, you might say, live by. They're going to uh, be issuing the funds to the beneficiary listed. So this is where we have to be very, very careful. Now, this is a unique situation in that uh, you're divorced now and your ex wants you to still get his retirement account. Uh, when and if he passes away. We know he will pass away at some point, but I don't know what your age difference is. So again, you getting the money is great. It's set up through the plan. But even if you have a will, uh, it doesn't matter. The plan beneficiary designation trumps everything. And so uh, now the question is, if it goes into your account for the daughter you have between the two of you, that's a different issue. Uh, if the wife is good and does that, great. But the point is when the money goes to her, she can do whatever she wants with that money. Now, if she does the right thing and puts it in an account for the daughter, great. But she isn't forced to do that. And Ed Slot uh, would tell you, as an, I'm an Ed Slot elite advisor, uh, we've seen issues where the husband never changed 
the beneficiary designation on his plan. He had over $2 million in it. Uh, it was an ugly divorce, but because he never put the new wife on uh, the, the new documents, well, he didn't take her off. And so the ex got all of the money when he passed away and his new wife got squadoosh. And so that was a real, real issue because you've got to be so careful about updating your beneficiary designations on all your plans. And so we highly recommend that you work with somebody that can really help and make sure you don't have any nightmares uh, happen because you didn't do that. Yeah, I mean, note to self, uh, check the beneficiaries, make sure you're good and, and do that uh, routine uh, in a routine manner. Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins, where that's where you can find them. Now, the Q&A goes to, it looks like Kent's our next location. George is there. Here's the question. Casey, this one is for you. I'm retiring at age 63, and I'm planning to live on savings until age 66, which is my full retirement age. And then I'm going to dip into Social Security. I'm trying to decide if I should keep some money in my existing company 401k and invest the rest in an indexed annuity. Alternatively, should I invest everything in an indexed annuity? Is there another investment option you think I should consider? Um, you know, George, that's a great that's a great question. Um, I, I'm going to kind of try to make some conclusions here because there's not all the details in the question. Um, so I can maybe kind of give you some ideas. As far as leaving money in the company 401k, that, that absolutely is a possibility. Um, it really depends on what the investment choices are inside of the 401k. Um, when was the last time you looked at them? When's the last time that you audited the investments that you have in your 401k? Are they appropriate? How do they react to market ups and downs? What's the true potential for those in retirement? Um, and, and really understanding what the risk is inside of those 401ks. I, I love the idea that you've got an open mind and looking at a, an indexed annuity. That's great and really can be uh, such a solid tool for retirees uh, for a way to protect and grow their money at the same time. Um, as far as putting everything in an indexed annuity, um, I would say that's, that's really not your best choice um, simply because we, we want to have some more diversification, some more uh, diversity across our asset allocation. So there's really not one size fits all when it comes to retirement planning. So everything in the market is not our go-to. Everything in bonds is not our go-to. Everything in cash is not our go-to. Everything in a fixed indexed annuity is not our go-to. We want to have a level of diversification, uh, diversification across those three. Um, as far as other investments that you could consider, uh, really just a mix, um, right? It, it, you want to still have some money that can grow in the market. Um, you want to have some potential fixed income and bonds. And you also want to have some protection and growth uh, slash income with an annuity as well. What that mix is using the right stocks, using the right bonds, using the right annuity. Those are all questions that I, we'd really have to have a conversation surrounding for me to give you a, a straightforward answer. Um, but, but I do love the path that you're going down. Um, I think you are exploring all of the options. Uh, one thing that I might add to the mix is that um, if you are going to keep some money in the market, which I think is potentially a good idea, uh, doing it outside of a 401k inside of an IRA might give you some more investment choices. Um, now that that still has to be considered side by side because you could have great investment choices in your 401k, but we do want to see what those other options are. Um, you're going to have a lot broader range inside of an IRA than you do inside of the 401k. So lots to consider there. 
Elevate Your Wealth, the program you're tuned to. We're in the middle of question and answer, and so many different things uh, individuals are going through when it comes to just questions about retirement. I mean, very important to have a plan, and very important, as Casey has mentioned, and also Mark, just kind of keep an open mind. So when you do meet and you talk about different options, like maybe that there, there is a puzzle piece that fits in there that's called an annuity that would be a good fit for your retirement. Or, or there might be a, a situation where you're having a conversation about, you know, a health savings account. You, you have to have that open mind when you sit down and you start talking about putting that plan together, that roadmap. All right, next question up. Beatrice is in Lake City. Mark, this one's for you. I'm receiving Social Security benefits. I was married 16 years, and then I divorced. My ex passed away, but I'm not receiving widow benefits. What should I do? Can I receive this now? Well, I will answer this, Beatrice, with we don't have enough time to fully answer that question because I will tell you, I teach a Social Security class at both Highline, Green River, and Renton Tech, and it, it takes about an hour and 20 minutes to fully go through this class. Social Security is complicated, and you have a lot of different choices, but let me just talk about two. If you're divorced, the rules are pretty simple. You have to be at least 62 years old to be able to apply. You had to be married for at least 10 years, and you remain unmarried up to the age of 60. So those are the rules if you're divorced. Now, for a spousal benefit, it's a little different. The rules are based on your spouse's uh, full retirement age. Now, if you go want to pull the trigger on your social security before you hit for full retirement age, then there's going to be a permanent reduction of up to 25, sometimes 30%. And that'll last forever. Uh, but it doesn't matter if your husband waited, let's say, and you're the female and your husband waited till 70 to start his social security because the, that spouse has to be drawing to be able to get a spousal benefit. If he waits till 70, it, you will not get the 70 rate. You're only going to get his 67 or 66 rate. So there's a big difference. Now, the widow benefit or survivor benefit is completely different. It's based on a starting age of 60. And it is also based on when he or she started the benefit. So if he, let's say, started at 70, passes away, you're going to get bumped up and do a, there'll be what we call a spousal bump, you'll get bumped up to his 70 amount uh, based on, on, on yours. It'll just be taken up to age 70. So there is a lot of things you have to understand and a lot of differences, especially between spousal and survivor benefits. So talk to somebody that knows what the heck they're doing. Shoreline, last question. Going to go to Casey. Jeff is in Shoreline. Here's the question. I'm 62. I was planning to work another three years. And then guess what? COVID-19 sent me packing. Fortunately, my wife and I, we had a solid emergency fund and we're doing okay. My question is, how do I know if my plan that was set up to go three in three years might be good to go now? I'm realizing I don't really want to go back to work full time. We have a combined 200000 in an IRA and 401k, a Roth IRA with 50000 Is there any hope to retire right now? Well, uh, Jeff, I'm sorry to hear that uh, you lost your job with COVID. That's a really common story, unfortunately. But kudos to you and your wife for having an emergency fund uh, to being able to provide for yourself during that time. That's great. Um, you know, the, the real straightforward answer to your question is that if your plan was set up for you to wait three more years and you're wondering if you can go early, 
um, you'd really have to do an assessment of that plan. Uh, I, I couldn't say yes or no right now. I would lean towards the idea that we've got to be cautious. Um, the, we have to understand how much wiggle room there is in the plan. Um, that's great that you've got assets set aside in an IRA and a Roth. Um, but, but really, we, we've got to look at those details and, and truly start to figure out, is that three-year time frame going to affect the potential longevity of the plan? And that really is going to come through an analysis of, of that plan itself to see if we can start it early. So uh, is there a hope to retire now? Sure, absolutely. But not without doing a true analysis and actually looking at that together um, could I give you a confident answer? Well, let's open up five positions on the calendar at Elevated Financial Management. We're going to do that right now. No cost, no obligation, no pressure. Casey, we've got five. What's going to happen for these five callers? Uh, I'd like everybody at home to just just think about this for a second. Do you have a plan or do you have a portfolio? That's really what you've got to figure out. Do you have a plan or do you have a portfolio? Most folks have a portfolio, but does that account for the income that you're going to need in retirement? Does it adjust for inflation? How are taxes going to affect you? How are your investments set up to properly deal with market fluctuations up and down and provide the proper income that you need in retirement? Something we didn't talk about today, healthcare. How's healthcare going to affect you? The cost, are you going to use uh, Medicare? Um, are you going to use something else? Do you have it provided through your pension? Uh, what about long-term care? And then finally, legacy and estate planning. How do we make sure that everything we've worked hard, whatever it is that we don't use, that it passes properly and tax efficiently to the next generation that way that we want. So ask yourself those questions. Consider, do I have a plan or do I have a portfolio? We're going to help you dig into those when you come see us. We've got five spots. This is, again, an opportunity for you to receive that retirement readiness review. Do you have a plan or you to have just a portfolio? Five spots. Call this number now and grab one. 866-668-3625. That's 866-668-3625. No cost, no obligation, and simply no pressure. 866-668-3625. They will go fast. 866-668-3625. Another edition of Elevate Your Wealth is in the books. We'll see you on the radio next week. Investment advisory services are offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, and SEC-registered investment advisor. This is intended for informational and educational purposes only. The views, statements, and opinions expressed herein are those of the individual speakers and not necessarily those of Foundations and its affiliates. The information contained herein does not constitute an offer to sell any securities or represent an express or implied opinion or endorsement of any specific investment opportunity offering or issuer. Any discussion of performance or returns is not indicative of future results. Any mention of rates and guarantees Provided by insurance products and annuities are subject to the financial strength of the issuing insurance company, not guaranteed by any bank or the FDIC. Each individual investor situation is different and any ideas provided may not be appropriate for your particular circumstances. Foundations only transacts business in states where it's properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. No legal or tax advice is provided. Always consult with a tax professional. All rights reserved.